0: My name is Linda Nardelli. I'm a spiritual counselor and the author of Mystical Intimacy. Each chapter of my book begins with a poem. I don't profess to be a great poet, but I love the written word. I love the way poetry elicits such depths of feeling. Mystical Intimacy is so much more than a book. It's a catalyst for transformation. It's a catalyst for deep feeling, for journeying within and freeing ourselves. For me, transformation is the release of energy to its next stage of evolution. It's the release of our locked-in patterns, our, our contractions, and our memories, and to let them evolve. And it's the release of the emotions that we work so hard to deny, to ignore, to suppress. To let those flow to their next stage of evolution is freeing, and it's fulfilling, it's awakening. Energy can't be harnessed. It needs to flow to be renewed, and for us to be vital and healthy on all levels, the physical, the emotional, mental and spiritual levels. When we allow our thoughts, our felt senses and emotions to flow through us, no longer harnessed, no longer fettered, the energy opens us to deep universal truths and a sense of belonging. Feelings are like a channel, like a riverbed, through which our soul flows and awakens us to who we are. And poetry is a rich expression of that river, of these currents of the body and soul. The first poem of the book is a love letter. I feel so innocent in these words as the poem expresses the the vulnerable and and the welcoming nature of children, of being a child. The poem is also, it expresses the wild nature. It speaks for the forest, the land, and fairy, for nature spirits. The poem is called Be Still and Surrender, and it's a poem about the mystery. Be still and surrender to the mystery you hear. The great drumming of my heart, wild like the forest, welcomes you. Untame your dance and ease into your longing. I am the child guiding the offering in gratitude. I welcome you. Come into my embrace and see forever and beyond I am the child that brings hope and forgiveness. I welcome you. D, the group soul I channel, says that our spirit guides are here to welcome us home, to help us remember who we are. They say it is important to know that spirit guardians communicate much more than words, more than information. Our spirit guides are not here to tell us what to do, but rather embrace us. We often think of spiritual guidance as receiving direct advice or, on what to do or what to expect and, and how to do it, whatever that is. But that's not how spirit works. Channel guidance is much more in-depth. It speaks to our intellect to help us better understand our experience. But even more, channel guidance awakens our inner resonance. It helps us reach towards our soul and, and become open. Open to who we truly are. Open to our authentic expression and to our truth and belonging. In the intro pages of Mystical Intimacy, Mass India, they say this. We love you when you forget that you are worthy of love. When you forget just how precious you are, we uplift you. We are here to love you. This is our gift. And you don't have to do anything to deserve it. You don't have to do anything to prove yourself. We are here to love all of you, your joy, willingness, confidence, as well as your resistance, uncertainty, and fear. Ultimately, we're here to help you connect with your spirit and experience a more fulfilling relationship with life. For that, we welcome you into resonance. We welcome you into a profound quality of belonging that moves you from within, that helps you embody your soul And live from a sacred code of honor, which is to be the container, the conduit, that houses your divinity and its expression. It is a journey of courage and deep repose, and the more you journey inwards into the subconscious, into the realm of spirit, the unknown, you pass through the door that we hold open for you, and thus share your essence with the world. This is what my poem is about. Surrendering into the wild, the inexplainable mystery of the soul. Be still and surrender, be still and surrender to the mystery you hear. The great drumming of my heart, wild like the forest, welcomes you. Untame your dance and ease into your longing. I am the child guiding the offering and gratitude. I welcome you. Come, come into my embrace and see forever and beyond. I am the child that brings hope and forgiveness. I welcome you. Children are forgiving. Our inner innocence always welcomes possibilities. It's the playful dance with life that this poem invokes. Just as a child will seek to fulfill a connection with others with life. Untame your dance and ease into your longing. Let go of inhibitions and surrender your will to the will of heaven on earth. And let the inner child show you the way. There is so much wisdom within the child. He is not only wounded or frightened or conditioned by family and society, but rather more closely linked to the unseen, to the mystery of divinity. The second poem in this book is at the start of chapter one. It's short and sweet. It's more like a quote, really. There is a place for us to meet, to know one another anew, recreate whole and unharmed, and make beauty the scars, the old finally at peace. Will you meet me there? I wrote this poem many years ago before I came across a similar message found in a poem by Rumi. Rumi's poem is translated by Coleman Barks, called A Great Wagon, and published in the um, Essential Rumi, a compilation of Rumi's poems. And this is a short version. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. I have yearned for this peaceful meeting place beyond right and wrong. I have yearned for this peaceful meeting place beyond discrimination and family trauma. This place where we can heal the pain, the scars, and make peace with the past. This meeting place is an invitation to see one another anew, to choose mutual acceptance, forgiveness, love, and to be close, real, and willing together. I found this deep peace in moments of wonder when the veil of separation is lifted from my eyes and when I remember that I'm made of love and I'm here to love. Cultivating the conscious awareness needed to meet in love and in harmony is especially poignant to me as my childhood was traumatic. There was so much strife, chaos, and, and there was abandonment and neglect. When I wrote this poem, I was longing for peace, I yearned to hold the wounded child in love, to hold my mother and my father in love, and to be held in turn. At the time I had a vision of a in a meditation, I had a it was a dream, it was like a dream. I saw myself as an adult and a child. The child ran ahead and around a small lake towards my mother's spirit. And my mother wore a soft blue dress, and she walked towards me as a child. And I was watching this. She just took me in her arms. It just felt delightful. And when my mother passed away, I was eight. In this vision, my inner child running towards mom truly felt like a reunion. These are the sweet moments in one's spiritual life, within the inner self, that are so healing and nourishing. There is a place for us to meet, to know one another anew. Recreate whole and unharmed. And make beauty the scars, the old, finally at peace. Will you meet me there? I see healing as a return to wholeness, not a destination. When I think of healing into consciousness, I understand that our consciousness is already whole and free. Healing then is a choice to open, surrender, and welcome everything that arises, even resistance, and especially Uncomfortable feelings. You know, when resistance is welcome, we feel good. When we feel good, we no longer resist. When uncomfortable feelings are welcome, we begin to feel quite at ease with what initially caused us the discomfort, the suffering. We become at peace. Not with having to be comfortable or at ease, but with being okay with the discomfort, being at peace with all the facets of our human experience. Thank you for joining me on my podcast as I explore what it means to be a human being experiencing spiritual emergence and healing into consciousness. I complete the podcast today with a message from Chapter 1 about moving towards healing and awakening. I write, I don't know that we ever truly choose to heal or awaken. I think it's more accurate to say that healing and spiritual emergence chooses us. For me, childhood trauma threw me into a life path that I would have otherwise not found. I discovered a great love for healing and a profound affinity towards the spiritual. My understanding of awakening based on Masindi's teaching is that it is a relinquishing of the holding patterns that cause disharmony and a reconnection with who we truly are. It is a return to our inner resonance, to what feels authentic, and enlivening. Awakening is a joyous surrender that exists for a passing moment, or may linger, and it may be sustained for long periods of time. But the instant that we reach for it, we become attached to it, which contracts the natural flow of our energy. Like a tight muscle that impedes the fluid structure of the spine, attachment to awakening intensifies our resistance. But nothing can remain inert. For energy seeks to fulfill itself and ultimately flow freely without obstruction. The energy of of our essence cannot be held back. Therefore, subtle or powerful catalysts evoke the necessary release required for rebalancing and reunification with spirit. The art of healing, then, is to allow, to say yes to everything that shows up, even resistance, because when resistance is welcome, we feel good. When we feel good, we no longer need to resist, as I said earlier. When we feel safe and wanted, there is nothing to hold on to and nothing to prove. The art of healing then requires letting go of having to heal by embracing the present tense of being healed. It's all about being what we seek now, which means no longer trying to suppress the part of us that we judge as imperfect. This podcast on healing into consciousness wouldn't be complete without me bringing in a channel message from Mass India about what, well, their perspective on ultimately what healing is from what they've shared with me and my understanding and my experiencing. It's really about remembering that we're whole. Our dear friends. Mm. What we hope that you have taken in from Miss Sharing, Lofila's sharing here today is that healing into consciousness is really about welcoming all of who you are. It's a state of, well, surrendering to you with utter kindness, surrendering to life with kindness. And when we say kindness, we don't mean being gullible and we don't mean being passive and we don't mean putting other people's needs before your own. Healing into consciousness has everything to do with being awake, being aware, being alive. And aliveness requires utter tenderness and love. How can you thrive? How can you really be alive if there's any ways of which you Reject yourself. As we move forward into more episodes centered on our book that has been such a gift to bring into this world, we're excited. We're excited because we so want to elicit deep inner feeling. Not necessarily just a rational understanding, because your logical mind cannot even begin to fathom what true healing is. Your logical mind is always set to excel, exceed, achieve. It's fixated on fixing and rescuing and justifying, explaining your existence to yourself and the world. Healing into consciousness is an embodied awareness uh, that expands. It moves you beyond that logic, that mindset, the perception of reality. It moves you beyond who you think you are, what you think you want out of healing. And we couldn't talk about healing into consciousness, really, if we weren't also exploring something that we witness so many people go through we witness this indolfela's healing practice her counseling practice it's it's people being fixated and hungry for breakthrough and their idea of healing is breakthrough if only they can get the answers and and if only they can get it together and if only they could just get it get what it's a very important question achieve what Transformation, breakthrough, healing happens when you let go of needing to understand or change yourself. It's such a profound state of acceptance. So, if you have psychological, physical, emotional, psychic issues and concerns, setbacks, things about you and your life that are struggle and limiting, then make it your intention and commitment to become extremely curious about this, and willing to see yourself from all these different perspectives, willing to suspend judgment about yourself. And we're going to speak about this again and again and again. And your guardian spirits, that's their message to you again and again and again. It's to drop the self-judgment and to drop the judgment of others. And of course, that's difficult to do, and we're not expecting you to master this. What we're Asking of you is that you be aware of your judgments. Aware of your expectations. Aware of your unkindnesses towards yourself. So that you can reframe your experience and become the gentle inner parent. Become the gentle friend that, yes, will challenge you, but with kindness. So catch yourself in the act of judging yourself. Catch yourself in the act of judging others. Catch yourself in your expectations. Catch yourself in your limited point of perspective in life. And then breathe. And be curious about, oh, look where my mind went. Look where my emotions got trapped. And remember, healing is not a destination. Healing is not something you achieve. Healing is not an action, it's a state of allowing, it's surrendered consciousness. So we welcome you into that great potential. We hold space for you, for that great potential. We fill your heart with our seeing you, our devotion to you, our belief in you. Thank you. The Body Soul Podcast is brought to you by Linda Nardelli. You can find out more about her book, Mystical Intimacy, on her website, lindanardelli.com, and on Amazon. The podcast is her deepening exploration of the book's messages and the teachings of Massendia. Music for this episode is from the Purple Planet Collection, written and performed by Chris Martin and Jeff Harvey, and the podcast editing by Igor Masheryakov.